What up guys, welcome back to Off The Record where we talk about whatever we want, but today we have a very special segment for you guys. It's called Ask An Expert. Yep. So I have my own personal real estate agent here, Kevin Kwan. Uh, not related, but it is pretty cool. That we have the same last name, and he's a real estate agent. So um, we're gonna ask him some questions, and hopefully, we can share some knowledge. Do you guys have the same last name? Like, spell it the same way too? Yes, sir. Yeah, oh. K W A N. Because there's also the Q U A Ns, right? Yeah. yeah. And are they the same? Technically, it depends on how you write the character in Chinese. Do your parents know each other? I don't know. <laughs> well, you met my dad, right? Or you talked to him on the phone? I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. Does he they sound familiar? <laughs> Yeah, so this is a segment that we started doing because a lot of you guys have been asking for us to have a legit expert or someone who's uh, got credentials and a professional in the field. So we're going to start doing this and I hope you guys like this. I mean, we're professional too, but he's just a little bit more professional. <laughs> well, he has a degree, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel honored then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so first question, how to buy your first home? That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, I think the first place you should always start is probably talk to a realtor, right? Yeah. Uh, and when you do talk to a realtor, I think one of the biggest things that you should always do is talk to somebody that does this full time. Oh, not a part-time Not dude? a part-time agent, oh. not somebody that does it on the side. I think that's one of the biggest pet peeves for me is, you know, the entry level to get your real estate license is so easy. You get your license in, now you can sell real estate, right? And it's not too difficult to get a real estate license, but I always tell people buying real estate is probably what? The second biggest thing that you do in your life. Right? What's the first? The first is probably retirement, right? We work for oh, retirement yeah. because we don't want to work forever. Dang, we're just getting married on your list, dude. It's like number seven. Probably, pretty close. Because <laughs> chicks are expensive. <laughs> How about buying a car? That's pretty big. That might be the third one. Right? Oh, wait. Yeah, we don't buy expensive cars. So retirement? Retirement, home, and then car. home, and then maybe car, yeah. or marriage for some people, right? Or it goes from big to small. Yeah. yeah. So what's wrong with the people that, uh, those part-timers? Yeah, the part-timers. Uh, well, they don't know the transaction too well. They don't know the process too well, right? I always, I always kind of relay it back to the whole retirement part. I mean, you wouldn't want a part-time financial advisor handling your your oh, retirement, right? right? I'm, I'm a barber, but I could also handle your finances. Exactly. <laughs> right, but you have that all the time in the real estate industry. You oh. got a barber that says, oh, I do real estate on the side. I can help you with that. Right? There's there's a lot of things that, you know, happen within a real estate transaction. And with it being such a big purchase, you want to make sure that you have the right professional helping you. How do I know? What are the red flags that I should look for in finding a real estate agent where it's like, this guy, I don't know about this guy. Like a silk tie? Do they all wear? <laughs> <laughs> Do they drive a certain uh, car? No, I mean, everybody's got different things that they want and want to obtain, right? But I mean, usually track record, history, like what, what exactly that they do, right? If, if they do have another job, then definitely they're not doing this full time. So, so they might be new. They could be new, yeah. which is okay, right? Because, you know, even everybody has to start from somewhere, right? It doesn't matter what you do, you gotta start from somewhere. So it's okay to be new, but you gotta be dedicated at the craft of your business that you wanna do, right? What about the opposite? Like, let's say somebody's been doing real estate for like 20 years, they have their license still, and then they decided, you know what? I wanna do something else and then maybe part-time. That could be possible, uh, but you, I mean, if you want somebody to represent you, you want probably the best person capable for that job for you. So what's the difference between like a full-time and part-time as in like, um, like 
it, it, are they not paying attention a hundred percent or how do you what's yeah what kind of service is different so like I can tell just by having a conversation with another agent on the other side whether they're probably either new whether they do this full-time or part-time mm -hmm. right and the reason why I say you want to make sure that the person is full-time because when I start talking to the people that I know are either new or part-time there are things that I know I can probably maybe take advantage in the in the transaction and and it's fair because I represent one side, they represent the other side, right? So you might be getting the short end of the stick in the negotiations, right? Oh, because they're not fighting for you. Because they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't know, know that they're getting screwed over. Exactly. Do you ever go to a friend's house and you're in their house and then they tell you how much it was and you're like, oh my God, I could have done so much fucking better. <laughs> no, I try not to do that. I just kind of... Do you think it though? A little bit, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I think one of the first times that I met with him that uh, where he gave me confidence, where I wanted him to represent me in getting our first home, was uh, we had just like a normal conversation of what I wanted my life to be. So he was like, okay, so what do you, how do you envision your life? And I'm like, oh, I want it to be like with my family and maybe it could be a rental in a few years. So he really got like the gist of why I'm buying the house first before going into like the logistics, the strategy, if it's gonna increase in price or whatever. So like, that's what I really liked about him where like when I talk to some of my mom's friends, it's immediately about like, getting the best deal or how can we like shice this guy out of 10 G's or yeah. like, like how can I hit him a little bit low and like it's just all kinds of other like strategy versus even figuring out if this is even like the right home for Correct. you and then afterwards when uh, when he did find out that eventually it could be a rental he was like well like the number one most rented format for a home in California at least is three bedroom two bath so that immediately like weeded out anything that was four bedrooms and anything that was two bedrooms. So it was just felt like, uh, I think that kind of experience, it helped me go, okay, this guy really knows the landscape and, and he wants to find the right home for me. And also I think, you know, cause in the beginning I don't trust you at all. Yeah. So in the beginning, okay. <laughs> when we go look at houses, I've also been to places with my mom where you can tell that the real estate agent can't wait to make a sale. Yeah. What about this one? You like this one? What's wrong with this one? Oh, that one is easy. Do we just paint that over? <laughs> but we'll go in a house and literally within 30 seconds, he'll be like, this one's not for you. And I'm like, are you trying to say no to money? <laughs> I'm like, I like yeah, that. Yeah, how do you know the difference between an uh, agent <clears throat> that only cares about just making a sale regardless of what circumstance, financial situation you're in versus someone who's just trying to find a good fit for the person? Cause like if I was new, um, I just see a dude in a suit and I'm like, I'm trusting you. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, you know more than I do. Nice watch, dude. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> you're successful, you have a convertible. Well, I think that's the, the biggest thing is most people, what I've found, right, is they will just take that first agent that they get referred to, right? Oh, I got a family friend that does this. With a gold oh, tooth or this something. person that does this and they, they just, rely heavily on that person, right? Whether it's the right fit or not. So usually even for me, you know, I mean, everybody's got different personalities. Everybody's got different styles. You know, I'd love to help you. I don't have to help you, right? Um, do you cater to people that way? Like you, you obviously knew how to how to talk to Bart. You're like, hey, how do you want to live? But do you do that to everybody? Or yeah, definitely. Because and I even tell tell the people like you should probably go interview a couple of agents. Just because someone referred you over to me doesn't mean I'm necessarily the right fit at the same yeah. time too. Right? That's good. That's because... good negotiating tactic. I don't fucking need you. Go go, go talk to people. Go talk to people. Go see how it goes, cutie. Go ahead, sweetie. We'll see ya. He's the guy that's like just go date around. You know, I'm the guy for you, but. Hey, I just want you to know what's out there. <laughs> you can't sense that thirst though, and you're like, 
I don't know if I want this guy. <laughs> so when you're looking for an agent out there, don't look for a third. Like if you feel the thirst, you're like, uh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah, because it is a real big relationship that you have, you know, between the agent and the client. Are there people in the business that you all as real estate agents know are like, oh God, you got that guy, holy shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can't say the names, but uh, well, what do they do? Like, what's the <laughs> like? Why does everyone go? Oh God, that guy. Well, I think one of the biggest issues in our industry, I would probably say, I, I think you should always have fair representation, right? So whenever I talk to attorneys that want to buy or sell real estate, they're like, Hey, Kevin, I only want to represent, I only want you to represent me, right? And I think that should be fair in this business because. Really, if you're trying to represent both the buyer and the seller, can you really be 100% fair? I think- It's um, like double dipping. Yeah, yeah, I think some people can do it, but there are some people that are gonna take greed over, yeah. you know, being fair, yeah. right? Um, so I think if we were able to get rid of that rule, it would clean up, I would, I would I always say, at least 90% of the crap that us agents have to go through. Because there are agents where I just see they look like gods to the consumer, but on the back end, like real estate agents were just like, oh man. Another one. So for people who haven't bought a house or went through the process, so there's an agent that helps and represents the person who's buying it, but there's also an agent that represents the person selling the house? That is correct. Oh, okay. it, so but the, it, it, there could be two agents. Like two lawyers in a courtroom. Correct, but it could be just one because that person that represents I the see. seller could also represent a buyer. What are the, I guess, like, not motives, but like what are the goals of each? I mean, I, I mean, I think like the most simply put, probably the buyer wants the cheapest price, Correct. but the seller wants the most highest price. But then, but besides that, like, what are some, what are like some of the things that they really try to achieve? Uh, I mean, there's also terms within the deal, right? Like how many days you have to do specific actions uh, in a transaction. But uh, it might be where a seller has to stay in a place for a little bit longer after the close of escrow. Ding ding ding! <laughs> Today's video is brought to you by Care of. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. And all of Care-of's products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. And Care-of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products. So in uh, their five minute online quiz, they ask you questions about your diet, lifestyle, health concerns, and help address your specific wellness goals. And I personally took this and I kind of appreciate it because I've already been taking supplements and vitamins for some years now. And for me to have to go in and the research, like for myself, reading blogs, reading as much as I can to inform myself, like what I should be taking, what the dose is like, how much like all of this became overwhelming and it took me some time to custom tailor like my own thing so to be able to do this in five minutes based off of what my needs are i really appreciated that process and i'm pretty excited to receive my first package so what's really cool right now is that you can get 50% off your first care of order. You just have to go to takecareof.com and enter the code off the record 50. That's 50% off your first care of order. Just go to takecareof.com and enter the code off the record 50 and you too can get your own custom recommendation for vitamins. So if somebody's watching this right now and they're going, how do I like get my first place? Like what do you recommend as, as far as like a down payment? Like what, how much should, should they save up? That's a, that's a good question. That was gonna be the next thing that I was gonna segue into is 
you know, after you do talk to the agent, or you can even, it, one or the other can come first, it really doesn't matter, you can, but the best thing is always to talk to a loan officer to figure out, okay, how much can I, I actually afford? Can he be a barber? He might be a barber, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't recommend. So the buyer has an agent, but they yeah. also have a loan officer? Correct, because that's the person that's going to give you the money to make the purchase, right? Unless you got a bag full of cash and you can just oh. say, hey, I want to buy this and you don't need to get a loan, right? But majority of the people, probably like 85% of the people out there are purchasing with a loan, yeah. right? So the bank's going to require you to bring some money to the table and then the bank's gonna give you the rest of the money, but they gotta qualify you to make sure that you can pay them back. And is a loan officer someone who works at a bank or do they have their own little thing or? Yeah, so there's like different types. There's ones that you can go to like the normal retail branch, like the Wells Fargo's, the Bank of America's, the Chase's. Then there's mortgage brokers that could do, like they can basically shop around for best rates for That's you. That's where I went to. What's better? Um. I, so I always go back to the same thing with like interviewing agents. I think you should interview uh, loan officers because everybody has different personalities and different styles, right? Whether somebody might give you the best rate but he gives you the worst service or you just don't like the guy, is it worth it at the end of the day? I always say the rates, there aren't, they aren't gonna change a whole lot. So like you can't, you're not gonna go to one guy and he's gonna say here's 4% and the other guy's like 2.5 right they're gonna be just off by like maybe an eighth of a percentage so, so what you're really like paying for is the service the service right because that's the person that's going to be engaging with you the entire transaction i mean you, you've been through it it's not it's not an easy process i always say if we have our regular lives and you throw this on top things just go crazy yeah right so you want to make sure that you have good communication skills with the person that's that's helping you yeah for me i think uh for our monterey park house the developer or the builder for that community was, I think, with Wells Fargo. So yeah. I, I did try to apply with Wells Fargo because there's like incentives. Correct. But then because of like the nature of our business, they only know how to do it with like W-2s. Yeah. So they saw like my finances and they're like, what the hell? Hell no. So we went with like a... a hell no, you make too much. <laughs> we went to a family friend yeah. of a family friend. And then I think through like one of those uh, mortgage brokers, they're able to find less cookie cutter loans Correct. and then they're able to figure out a way for us to get Correct. that house yeah. and if your loan officer's name is fat tony run away because that's a loan <laughs> shark that is not a loan officer there's a difference <laughs> if his buttons are undone all the way here and he has a gold chain and he has a fat cigar watch out <laughs> do you think it's important for people to like save up i guess what they think because like the standard thing you always hear is you gotta have 20 percent for the down right correct do you think it's important for people to save the 20 percent before they even find a loan officer or find a real estate agent or they should just go out and just start talking to people if they're interested in getting a house? No, I think you should just start talking. If it has sparked in your mind, this is something that you want to do, go talk to them. I mean, it, it, nobody's gonna charge you anything, right? It's yeah. it's a free service, they'll, they'll listen to you. And I always say it's a, it's a goal for most people that to wanna buy a house, right? Yeah. And things don't just happen overnight. You have to plan for it, right? So if you're not ready now, that's okay. But if you make those steps, to plan for it so you can say, okay, in three years or four years, I can save X amount of dollars and I can finally purchase a house, then at least you're working towards that goal, right? As opposed to, okay, let me just try to save this and then figure out, okay, what I can do. But life changes so quickly, like even within a matter of years, right? Yeah. So. What makes you stand in a house next to Bart Kwan and look around and go, this isn't for him? What 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 do you see? What are you seeing? Um, I mean, I gotta look at what 
they want in a house, right? And then because we've probably seen a lot more communities knowing what they want, does it have that as well too, right? So all of that has to kind of roll through through my head while we're, we're, we're showing the property. Plus, you know, some houses might have weird floor plans or there's things that we've seen that other people might get overlooked real quick uh, because maybe the kitchen just stands out and looks just amazing, right? Um, so those are the things that really go through our head. One time we we're going through this house, and because I probably before we bought this current house, we probably went through like I don't know forty or fifty homes. Yeah. Um, one of the houses we went through, he's like, "This one's well built," and I was like, "How do you know?" And he goes, "Look at the doorknobs." <laughs> and like I get, and I felt it. I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it was like just like a heavy, like not hollow doorknob. And so he was explaining to me, you could just tell from like the choice of materials yeah. and like what kind of construction company it would oh, be. And so it's not something that you're gonna buy and all of a sudden like your pipes blow through the wall. Look yeah. for the doorknobs out there. <laughs> uh, but like sometimes like you, I remember one house we looked at, it was like an amazing house, but then right behind it was apartment complex, right? And some people will overlook that because they're just focused on the house itself, right? Not my wife, dude. <laughs> I overlooked, I fell in love with that house. I remember that one was next to the Santa Anita Mall. Yeah. And I loved it. I was like, fuck yeah. And then we found out there was a, a police officer that lived on the street. So I'm like, I feel extra safe. Yeah. And then the house was dope. Uh, and then Gio was like, I grew up right next to an apartment complex. And at least the one that she grew up, there was like loud. drug deals, oh, loud. Yeah. 20 cars all the time she's like it's gonna be a fucking mess all day long and i'm like like oh. those things you can't control right because it's not even your property exactly yeah. right and they're like literally right there so like a lot of people will fall in love with the house but then forget about everything else right? my friend lives next to like a uh, it's not a dog pound but they keep like 20 dogs and they're barking non-stop yeah it's pretty crazy so like let's say um People they find, okay, they find their real estate agent, they find like a loan officer. Yeah. The next step is, if you have the 20%, then you can pretty much get like the standard loan. What are Correct. all the other loan options? Like some people, they put 0% down. I got an FHA. There, yeah, there's there's a million different type of loans. There's loan a million loans? loans? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Isn't FHA 4% or 3%? 3.5? Yeah. Yeah. Three 3.5%. What is that one? So. I'm not the expert in that, but just like a general idea on it. So FHA is good for people that make money, but they, I mean, especially in California, um, prices are just ridiculous, right? So to save up for the 20% is really difficult. Um, FHA does allow you to come in with only three and a half percent down, which is a lot better than 20%, uh, but there are additional fees that you would have to pay. So if you have a higher income earner, right, that can afford the payments and can afford the fees, it's a great product, right? Because now you don't have to shell out to 20% because that could take us another 10 years, right? Prices could triple by that time, who mm, knows? Yeah. Uh, but FHA is a good program. There's even these Cal Grant programs that uh, one of, I didn't represent the buyer, I represented the seller, but the buyer uh, got a grant from this California state program and I think they gave them up to 5%, which they don't have to pay back after a certain amount of years, wow. right? So they basically came in with almost 0% down, right? Um, there's other programs that lenders might have, so 5% down, 10% down. So it really depends on what your current situation is. The loan officer will look at that and be like, okay, based off of the numbers, this is probably going to be the best loan for you because this is how much you're going to pay and so forth. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to be a millionaire to buy a house in California. You don't. Because I got beat on a property from a person who qualified for a loan. It was a 0% loan. Like, not beat because I was able to even submit anything, but they were quick yeah. to to uh, 
go through the offer and everything. But my agent was like, man, I've never seen this loan before. It's 0%. It's crazy. You could do that. So VA, right? Veterans, um, they could get what we call VA loan. Those right? fucking veterans. <laughs> Didn't you use one, you asshole? <laughs> but yeah, you could. But it's up could, to a certain amount. Yeah, but you could do 0% down. But that's I think like, in California, it's up to like 700000 or something. Yeah, could, which is still pretty good. Which is really good, right? yeah. Isn't that the price of an average home here? Like seven hundred grand. We're like seven fifty, a little bit above seven fifty yeah, in LA County. But then they average it out, which is kind of cool. So like, it's whatever is above that limit. Yeah. Uh, then you pay percentage on that, so it ends up being you pay total maybe like two or three percent. Yeah. So for like our yeah, house that we got, um, I got the VA loan, and my total it was like around like eleven percent, which is still good for like that house. Correct. Wow. Is it true that if somebody died in a house, you can probably get a discount? <laughs> you know, it used to be the case, to be honest with you. Right. If it's a natural cause, I would probably say in today's world, because it's so crazy out there in the real estate world, you probably won't. Um, when I first started in the business... You won't get a discount? No, when I first started in the business, like, they were almost like, death, forget it, mm -hmm. right? That probably would stick on the market forever. But because there's really no inventory out there, that's the biggest You're thing right. that we're... we're uh, we're faced with. Care. Yeah. Well, as long as it's a natural death, if it's like probably a violent murder or something like suicide or something like that that happens. Like someone yeah. got thrown off the balcony. Do you put that on the flyer? Uh, <laughs> you have to disclose it, right? You have to yeah. disclose. Maybe not on the flyer. How do you disclose that? Okay, so you're in the house and they're like, oh my God, Barquan loves it. He's like, this is everything I want. Ty can see, I can visualize Tyke in the backyard. And you're like, hey man, listen. Uh, that corner right there. <laughs> previous owner. That's where he, that's where he killed himself. He's so I want to remodel the balcony a little bit. <laughs> the seller's agent that has to disclose correct okay. yeah because we had a house that was like that some guy died recently in it oh, and then you were like you want to get it and i'm like well there is no inventory so yeah, yeah. i mean I to be honest with you if it's a natural death yeah. most people are going to overlook it like 15 years ago it's like a big no-no um so it's a, it's a big change but what if he got shot that's different there's a bullet hole still in it. What kind of discount are we talking if you got know, shot? Right? It's different murders or different whatever. Yeah, like 50, yeah. 50K off? Maybe. Like a suicide, maybe, maybe, maybe it's more expensive. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Yeah, right now um, we're trying to get some like Airbnb property. Yeah. And this area that we're looking at, it's, it's, it's in the woods, but it's not that popular yet. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, man, it's crazy how it got because right in December, um, during the holidays, sales were still happening. Yeah, like we would. Wow. A, a property would go up in less than forty-eight hours. It'll be bought all cash. Oh yeah. So like, and out here too, you're talking about homes that are cheaper than LA. So like four hundred to six hundred thousand, that'll be like the average out there, and people are uh, like, let's say the house is up for sale for like half a million. It's like 575 or like they're giving an extra like 80 grand cash on top. Yeah, man. And we're just like, dang, dude, this sucks because, you know, even if we have like 50% down, it doesn't matter because there's cash buyers out there. And I'm like, why are there so many people with so much money buying these houses? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's the same out here, like on in L.A. too, right? The cash, I would probably say, hasn't been as heavily, but depending on specific price points, right? Um, I think with COVID and everything like that, you have a certain percentage of people that are just making a lot of money yeah. with COVID, right? So all the billionaires in LA or the investment teams? Yeah. I see. So they have a bankroll of their own cash and they're beating out 
just regular people that want a house. That's correct. I see. So we're an investment team, but we're not, we're small. That's why. But you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe we'll get another place. But um, so to summarize, how to buy your first house, you have to first get your agent, interview them, and make sure you get a good loan officer too, so they can help you strategize the best like purchasing method. Yep. And then you go out on the search and hopefully you can find something that's good for you. Yep. And hopefully somebody died in this, you can get a little discount. A little bit of discount. Right. And hopefully your agent's not a barber too. <laughs>